All episodes of It's Great Business reflect the views and opinions of Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group and its guests and do not reflect the official policy or guidance of employers or government entities. You're listening to It's Great Business, sponsored by Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, where great business equals great people. Welcome to another episode of It's Great Business. I'm Janice Berg-Levy, and today I have with me Tracy Motolanes. Tracy Motolanes is the owner of Tracy Motolanes LLC, a consulting firm that provides computer software training services to law firms and corporate legal departments. Tracy has been in this field in some capacity since 1992 when she started with a New Jersey integrator. She has been self-employed since 2001. Welcome, Tracy. Thanks for having me, Janice. Super, super excited. And again, we're today going to talk about really different careers and how people ended up where they are from where they started and and what they're doing today just to help our listeners figure it all out. So when we get into thinking about Tracy and how you got to where you are today, and by the way, full disclosure, Tracy and I go way, way back many more years than we would care to share. Um, But um, she's had a very interesting journey in terms of her career and her personal life. And so I thought that uh, she would be able to share some really uh, interesting tools and tidbits about uh, her personal journey. Might be able to help some of you that are trying to figure it out. So Trace, how did you get to own your own business and do this type of training? Well, that's a... Very loaded and interesting question, and it certainly was not a very linear path that I that I took. So, uh, so I I will give more full disclosure. Janice and I went to high school together. So, when I graduated from high school, off I went to Brown University, and I didn't really know what my career path entailed. And so, I ended up studying and graduating with a degree in international relations, which is a sort of a potpourri of history, political science, and English, and when I graduated from Brown, I sort of went out into the world and got my first job, you know, not very exciting. And uh, I was living in Rocky Hill, Connecticut, which is kind of the middle of nowhere. And all of my friends were in New York City. And of course, that's where I really aspired to go. After a year in Rocky Hill, I sort of just packed up, coordinated with my friend, uh, one of my college roommates, and we got an apartment together and off I went to New York with absolutely no job, by the way. I mean, that, I guess that's something that you do when you're sort of young. You sort of oh just... Gosh take a chance. And so I got to New York um, with my U-Haul, moved into my apartment with my friend Susan, and got a job as a headhunter. I also applied for uh, Citibank had a management training program. And I was just sort of doing the headhunter route waiting for a slot in that program, which I got about a year later, and I was in retail banking. And that lasted for about five years. And I moved my way up to assistant manager, manager, and assistant vice president, believe it or not. Pretty quickly, I had a great mentor, uh, Mike Levitan. I'll never forget him. He was terrific. And then I also decided I wanted to go back and get my MBA. So I did that. I started that at night and it was a little brutal. And I kind of realized that banking really wasn't for me. So I said, you know what, let me just go back full time. And that's what I did. Sort of another leap of faith because I then had no income, which was also very interesting and had to pay my rent and all that stuff. So got my MBA in finance from NYU Stern School of Business. And uh, I happened to 
meet my now husband there as well. And when I graduated, I ended up, it was another recession. I forget what year it was, 1991. I don't have my diploma in front of me, but uh, we were in the midst of another sort of downturn in the economy. And I went and worked as sort of a, um, I don't know, an assistant to three guys that were embarking on a real estate uh, consulting company. And this was the very beginning of computers. Now, um, I'm going to really date myself. Really? Are you ready for it? Go Word ahead. Per- All right. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Word Perfect and Lotus 1, 2, 3. And uh, so these guys were much older than I was. And uh, they really needed somebody that was pretty good in computers. And they gave me this computer and said, here. And I said, here what? <laughs> they said, well, you need to figure out how to do a mail merge so we can let people know about our new consulting business. Anyway, P.S., I figured it out and I ended up getting a job at a small company up on the Upper East Side and it was a medical practice management software company. And they kind of hired me because there was nobody else really out there at that time who knew computers and I needed to learn how to use their software and do training. So... That's what I did. And let me take a step back. I just have to tell you guys a funny story. Uh, When I was at Stern, uh, I had never done public speaking. And I took a management communications class, which involved writing, which I aced, no problem. And then I had to do public speaking, never had done it. The first speech I did, my knees were shaking. I, I, I kid you not, I was sweating, my knees were shaking, and I had this fabulous professor that got me to get over that fear of public speaking. So that, along with my aptitude to try to figure out these computer programs, got me into a position where I joined that small that integrator in New Jersey uh, in 1992, and I started doing training at law firms and legal departments and corporations. So anyway, that's where I really got my start to what I am currently doing at, at this stage. And who know? I mean, who knew? So I think from a listener perspective, you know, we always talk about, you could be starting out in your career, jumping off the cliff, as I like to, to mm-hmm. describe it. Mm-hmm. At the point of kind of been doing this for a while, but like, is this all there is mm-hmm. to figuring out that next chapter? You can hear from Tracy that, you know, taking those chances has been a theme from many of our guests and also having an or finding a mentor is a big deal. And these people along the way that really help you overcome maybe a fear or figure things out, or basically just throw you in and say, go figure it out, like start swimming. And when when you feel the most I don't know, vulnerable is probably when you grow the most. And I, I, and I know a lot of people talk about it, but um, we're hearing this more and more. I mean, especially as we're living through the times we're living, where I think mm-hmm. a lot of us are feeling like we're, we're trying to keep swimming and, and stay afloat. So when you talk about all of these things that are happening, what, how would you look at you know, sort of your purpose and your passion? right? As you, you're looking at this point in your career, what really makes you want to get out of bed in the morning? <laughs> you mean to get on Zoom now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I will, let, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the, the start of my current career in, in 1992. And just to sort of, because Janice, sure. you mentioned about having a, a mentor. And when ICM, that was the name of the integrator, that's, it, they're no longer in business, which is why I ended up becoming self-employed. 
But mm-hmm. I had a I had a mentor there as well. Um, his name was Jeff Bryson, and he, on paper, I didn't really fit the role that they were looking for. But talking to me and 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 realizing that I definitely had this passion to be a teacher because that's essentially what I am. It's been a teacher in in business. He really did give me that opportunity, and he helped me get to where I am today. So you asked me about my passion for what I do. And prior to COVID, I'm going to tell you that I loved, I loved flying places. I mean, I would go to client sites, I'd be there for a week or maybe two weeks and really get to know these people. And really, uh, they were so appreciative of what I was doing for them to really help them understand these, these programs. I can't tell you how many people would write things on LinkedIn about, you know, Tracy was fantastic. She listened. She knows how to communicate. She knows how to explain things clearly. So I love that. Um, As far as right now, interestingly enough, you know, obviously we all felt the effects of the pandemic back in March and law firms, I think were not prepared to pivot very quickly to figure out what to do about going forward. So everybody, of course, everybody is in the same boat. Everybody's scrambled to try to figure out Zoom and Teams and GoToMeeting and Adobe Connect or whatever platform people were using. So I still have that, but not to the same extent. I I, I really do miss the in-person connections that I have had with all these different clients over the years. I think a lot of us miss that human <laughs> connection um, where you're not just staring at the screen. I mean, we're looking forward to better times for sure. Mm-hmm. I want to go on to something that you mentioned with, because it, it struck a chord and something I've just recently read as well. As people are looking for jobs and employers are starting to look for people, and that is taking a chance, this whole idea mm-hmm. of taking a chance on someone. So, there was some um, article that was written that talked about in an employer that had interviewed, get, get this, about you know, 200 people for a position. And so they were looking for this perfect candidate. And the commentary was, maybe it's you, right? Like, in other words, you, the interviewer, looking for this ideal candidate, because if you've gone through that many people, maybe there's somebody that you know, has most of what you need, but take a chance. Okay, if they have certain characteristics, if they have that get up and go, if they demonstrated things where maybe not in your even in your industry where they've tried something and really taught themselves. Right. So I think this is really important for the employer side, because we're always talking to people looking for jobs. But I think from the employer side, when we talk about great business and great people, great businesses need to really take that into consideration. So, you know, Mm -hmm. kudos on that. When you talk about, you know, defining, or we think about defining success overall, you talked about the people that, you know, have written you great, you know, notes and feedback and, and the teaching part of it, which just really makes me feel like, wow, that's to my heart as well. How else do you define success? When I think about success, I think about success in my life. And I think that one of the things that being self-employed has offered me is the ability to have success in my life as a whole. You know, I am successful in my career. I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but I, I know I'm good at what I do and I've 
you know, <laughs> not very modest, clearly. But it's also afforded me uh, personal life and career life balance because mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. sort of call my own shots and make my own schedule. And so I, I get joy or um, uh, what's the word for it? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's career success as well as personal life success. So that's the balance. It is the ba- The balance is super important to me. I mean, I see people. And also the other thing that I, I see a lot of, which is unfortunate, is people who are very unhappy in their careers or in their jobs, because maybe it isn't even a career. They're unhappy in what they, at what they do. Uh, me, not at all. And so this piece of my life or this piece of my time frame of my life from 1992, more actually, I should say from 2001 until today. So almost 20 years of being mm-hmm. self-employed. It's, I can control all aspects of my, I shouldn't say all, because of course, clients, I have to make my clients happy, but that's pretty much what I, mm-hmm. I, I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, Janice, uh, I would never go back to working directly for a company or anybody else. Yeah, no, I I hear it in your voice that, you know, you really do feel satisfied. And it's interesting because I think now more than ever, people are trying new things. Um, Mm -hmm. You did it a long time ago, um, (laughs) but there are more and more people that are really trying it. So hopefully it is a shout out and encouragement to anybody listening. So So I want to just say one other thing. So I have taken another chance within my business uh, a couple of years ago because when Janice introduced me, she says, I provide consulting services to law firms and legal departments within corporations. Well, I've also branched out recently and I'm providing services to um, getting back to my Citibank world, to banks and credit unions, but from a trading perspective. So okay. it's kind of funny how it's come full circle a little bit in that little branch or that little detour that I'm taking. I'm enjoying that a lot too. It's a little bit different, but you know, you always want to sort of reinvent yourself a little bit, I think. That's terrific. Yeah. So every, every day is a new adventure. So is there anything that you would have done differently in your life's journey? No, uh, my philosophy is there should be no regrets. Uh, I think everybody, you know, everybody has their own journey and I never look back and say, I wish I had done this differently or I wish I had done that differently. I think every aspect of what I shared with you has been a learning experience. Every job even the, the silly job I had up in Rocky Hill, Connecticut, uh, it was my first job out of college. So no, I wouldn't have done anything. I, I'm happy that I got to where I am right now in that journey. I never would have thought that I would have ended up here. I mean, who would have thought I would be a teacher in some capacity, but you know what? My mother was a teacher. So maybe that does something about where I ended up. It's, yeah, obviously a different type of teacher. So no, I, I no, no regrets at all. I get it. Okay, well, we are going to switch for just a couple of seconds here, and we want to do a really quick, like really, really fast. Okay, so your favorite book. Okay, so I'm, I'm a very avid reader. I read all the time. So my favorite books change um, probably monthly. The book that uh, I really enjoy, I mean, I, I read a lot of, you know, sort of crime fluff but uh, I read the book uh, Educated by Tara Westover. It was a, a memoir, and it was about this woman who was born in Idaho to a family that opposed public education. They thought that, you know, I forget what they're called, um, that, you know, they'd stockpile all their food because they think that, you know, the world is coming to an end. And she worked in her father's junkyards doing herbs for her mother. 
and she never set foot into a classroom until she was 17 years old. Mm. And she actually broke free of, it, it was called gaslighting, what happened with her when you know, she was growing up. But she ended up you know, going uh, to Trinity College in Cambridge, and she ended up getting a PhD in history. And so very inspiring female success story. So Yeah, very appropriate for this, this particular mm-hmm. month we're in, too. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite movie or streaming? Okay, so I have two very different <laughs> series that I have followed and they're both about strong women. So again, that's sort of the theme, I guess, for this month. Uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, very enjoyable, fun. And then on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, good ones. <laughs> really good ones. I'm with you. I am mm-hmm. with you on those. Mm-hmm. Okay, favorite city. Well, you know, New York City has always been near and dear to my heart. I lived there for 10 years. And you know, obviously, when I was living in, in New Jersey, I would go in a lot. I, I don't know what the state is of it now, you know, but prior to the pandemic, I would say New York. And near and dear to our hearts, food, favorite food. <laughs> uh, that's a really hard question, Janice. I, I, <laughs> what comes to your mind first? Anything that's spicy, like Asian, like Thai, really good Chinese, you know, mm. if I'm creating something, that's what comes to mind. Not okay. bad Chinese. No, good Chinese, really mm-hmm. good Chinese. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Now for the important part, how can our listeners reach you? What's well, your... they can oh, email me. Emailing me is fine at tmodalanas at gmail.com probably the easiest. I check my email all the time. Okay. I would just say I'm super excited to have been able to reconnect with you and to interview. And what I would say to our listeners as just a shout out is you just never know friends, people that you've worked with, old friends, new friends. We always talk about networking and the importance of it. And so this richness in our lives of being able to connect with people and find commonalities, and just really move to those next chapters. This is what it's all about. One of the things that I do want to share with the listeners is that I will say that um, all of my business has come from word of mouth and referrals and networking. I tried having a website. I've never got one single piece of business from the website. So I would agree with what Janice said and the, the importance of LinkedIn the importance of any sort of networking method that you might have. Uh, Asking people for business. I do that a lot. I do. I'm not shy about it. So ask for it. Ask for it is important. The worst thing that can happen is they say no. And so on this, this is a (laughs) shout out. If anybody needs help in terms of training in their organization, certainly contact Tracy. Thank you, Janice. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Intracoastal Marketing, LinkedIn at Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, and Instagram and Twitter at It's Great Business. And visit us on the web at intracoastalmarketingstrategy.com.